great future. We're talking real money. Yeah, I get it. I, I know. I know you're special. You deserve special investments, don't you? Yeah, but that evil broker of yours or that terrible financial advisor, they won't share the special stuff with you. But of course, there's some guy online who will share the special stuff with you, right? Like this guy, who's one of the contributors to Entrepreneur Magazine Online. How do you like this for a title? You know you want to read this, right? Ready? Nine ways to build wealth faster. Financial advisor won't tell you. See, they're keeping all the good secret stuff for themselves. Oh, I'm so sick of idiots out there who claim to provide solid financial advice telling you there are secrets that only they can impart to you. This guy, the guy who wrote this, uh, is a former stockbroker who's now publishing newsletters and teaching classes about investing. Uh, he was a stockbroker for about 16 years, and and he, so now he's sharing his super special secrets with you. Ready? You, you ready for the super special secrets that your advisor won't share with you? Uh, tell me, tell me if any of these um, sound like something you may just do on your own without somebody telling you. One, save money on vehicles. Yeah, okay, unless you want a really nice new car. And if you do that, then you know when you buy it, you're going to watch it depreciate by a fortune the minute you drive it off the lot. But hey, no, buying a nice new car is generally not a good financial decision. Don't buy more house than you need. Oh, okay, thanks. I would have never thought of that. Stop buying so much stuff. <laughs> oh, Oh, well, that, that, that I would have never thought of. Uh, save a percentage of your income. You didn't think of that, did you? Work as much as you can. <laughs> uh, oh, my gosh, these tickle the heck out of me. It, yeah, you make money when you work as much as you can. Now, he says now, yeah, sure, while you're, while you're younger, but is... Would your financial, this is not going to be financial advice 101. This is like, you should probably know this. Invest in your education. Okay, yes, if you have a more advanced degree, you might make more money in your job. Invest in yourself. Ah, coaching programs and things. Hmm, 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 from a guy who is selling stuff like this. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, venture into entrepreneurship. Excuse me? Yeah, venture into entrepreneurship. In other words, you're working as much as you can now, but get another job. <laughs> yeah, sure, you'll make more money. I'm not finding any secret advice here. Well, there. wait, there's, there's number nine. And here's the one. This is the one that all the, the millennials, for some reason, tout. Invest in real estate. Real estate, huh? You can do that most 
good financial advisors would probably suggest that you have a portion of your money invested in real estate, just not individual properties because of the incredibly high level of risk and the high costs and the amount of work involved. And you don't need a third job, do you? You don't need this kind of investing advice. You know you need to save. You may not want to do it, and you may not do it, but you know you need to do it. You know you need to spend less. You know you need to work. You know you need to save. What secret has been imparted here? None. None. Because, I hate to break this to you, there are no secrets. We know how to invest. But because the right way to invest is so bloody boring, guys like this have to invent something that gets you to look so that you want to talk with them. Is any of that enlightening? No. So I saved you the trouble reading it. You need to invest, yes. You need to save, yes. You need to build a diverse portfolio, yes. You need to ask for help when you need it, absolutely. And that's why we're here. You can call us at 855-935-TALK anytime, or you can leave your question at TalkingRealMoney.com. You can type it, but there's also this magical new way of leaving a message at TalkingRealMoney.com, and it's just a little microphone button right there on the website. You click on that, and you can record your question. And if you have a good mic on your computer, ooh, it sounds really, really good. Kind of like, well, let's say this one. Hi, Tom and Don. A long-time listener here. Question for you regarding fractional shares. Uh, my wife and I already put a significant amount into retirement funds, max out our Roths, do all the good stuff into uh, properly diversified portfolios as far as investments go there. We don't trade. We just put in, don't look at it, rebalance appropriately, et cetera, et cetera. We put small amounts of money into uh, taxable brokerage accounts just for savings. And even the majority of those are in VTI and VXUS just to have total world stock indexes there. Um, my question is the remaining amount, uh, it's slowly growing over time, but isn't big enough to be able to buy large amounts of shares of uh, full cost things. So, you know, it'll be, we'll, we'll add in 500 bucks a month here, 500 bucks a month there, etc. And so in order to try and keep a properly diversified portfolio in the taxable account, we're forced with having to buy fractional shares on occasion, um, to be able to get into some of the bigger companies. My question for you guys is, all of those, knowing all of those things, and knowing that we're not trading tax or tax, uh, we're not trading fractional shares with the money we need for retirement. Are there any downsides to fractional shares when you're just using that in order to have good diversification and no more than say five percent of a brokerage account in any given single stock? Obviously, we're doing this more for entertainment than anything. We've talked about that. I know you guys are against entertainment investing, but this is almost fun money. So I'm just curious if there is some kind of downside and we just need to shut it down and put everything into VTI and VXUS because we're with Fidelity and not Vanguard. So love to hear your thoughts on that. Thanks, guys. 
Well, you 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 already gave my second answer. So I'll give you your direct answer, but I'm still going to touch on the second answer, and you know I'm going to do that. You already knew that. Uh, downside to fractional trading, uh, a little one. And if you're talking about major stocks, which it sounds like you are, that downside is minimal, and that is that there's a little there's there's there tends to be a bigger spread. There's a uh, uh, there's a, a a an an odd well it's sort of an odd lot fee. A fractional share will often have a bigger spread between bid and ask than a round lot of a hundred shares, which is the the way most people buy stocks. Which is why it it probably doesn't make a lot of sense except for entertainment, and I don't understand how buying individual stocks is all that entertaining. They don't put on a little skit for you. They don't dance. They don't sing. They don't entertain, really. They don't buy you uh, free drinks like they do at casinos. And the thing is, is you're so sensible. You've got VTI and VXUS, which is the Vanguard Total US and the Vanguard International, and you've got so much diversification there. You own... You own every stock you're probably buying already. You got almost 12,000 stocks between those two portfolios. You own the world. Isn't that entertaining enough? You own the world. But no, the downside, not it's a little tiny bit of, bit of uh, money. It's a few cents a share. But I still don't get it. I just don't find buying individual stocks all that entertaining. I guess I did when I was younger, but I don't anymore. I find just not wasting my time with that kind of stuff and doing something that's really entertaining, entertaining. Thanks so much for the call, though, and uh, you can send them in at TalkingRealMoney.com, too, or give us a call at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. Yeah, hi. I've got a question about uh, money markets and which ones to choose um, for, you know, uh, best return. Uh, we have some, my wife and I have some money that we've taken out of the market that we put into money markets. Uh, it's in a Fidelity IRA, and we're currently in the Fidelity government such and such with the symbol FDRXX. And I've been looking at that, and for a mid-six-figure amount, um, we got $4 uh, last month. And so I really have generally been a buy and hold stay in the market um, I consider these to be exceptional times so we've decided to take a significant chunk um, out of the market and we're just looking for something that's safe and that you know returns something more than four dollars on several hundred thousand dollars uh, we have money not in IRAs uh, that are also in some interest-bearing accounts that are you know doing a lot better than that some high-yield accounts um, really haven't Got a lot of experience with the money markets. Um, I think the expense ratio on this one's about 0 0.34, 0 0.38, somewhere in there. Uh, and I'm just guessing that basically the returns right now are right around there, which is why we're getting basically zero. Uh, I don't really know how to interpret the seven-day yields and the one-month yields and the yearly yields. Um, so looking for a little direction. Obviously, if there was something outside of money markets that would meet our you know, what we consider this to be pretty much 100% security, we'd look outside that. But from the research I've done, I think we're looking at money markets. So if you've got uh, a specific one to suggest or you can help us, uh, uh, you know, filter through these, what are the criteria we'd be looking at to try to understand uh, the returns versus the, um, versus the expenses and how to really compare them, 
uh, how they're how they're performing in the short term. We'd really appreciate that. Thanks in advance for your help. Oh, you're very welcome. Um, oh, your time in the market, though. You snuck that part in there, huh? I think that's a big mistake. I really do. You may be right, but if you are, you just got lucky. And then let's say the market does take a dip here, a big one. Um, how are you going to know when to get back in? And don't tell me you'll just know because you won't just know. Now, almost all of the money market accounts I'm aware of don't pay much at all, at all. That's why, I mean, I have some money parked and that's why I keep it in a short-term government bond fund. It pays a little bit more. It's a little under 1%, but at least it's something. But it's not 100% safe. And you did use that number, 100. You see, a short-term bond fund in a rising interest rate environment will lose its share value. It will go down. But if it's a consistently rising rate market, as the old bonds come due, and they're short-term, so they come due very quickly and they get paid off at face value, when those come due, well, the fund has to reinvest those almost immediately at the new higher interest rates so your rate adjusts. So you can lose value, but over time, you'll pick that up in the adjusting rate which to me is comfortable because I'm not looking for 100%. If you're looking for 100%, you're not likely to find a money market fund because of the expenses associated with money market funds and the fact that they can't do anything to enhance yields. So they've got to cover those expenses and go out and get really short-term paper. They have to be really safe because they can't afford to what's called uh, uh, break the buck, go below a dollar a share. The alternative, and it's better, it's not great, but it's better, is to put that money with one of the banks that is very aggressive. For example, right now, Citibank is paying 0.7% on a daily liquidity savings account. Daily liquidity, immediate liquidity, FDIC insured. The reason they can pay that is, yeah, do you have a Citibank credit card? Well, if, if you carry a balance on it, even for a few days, they get like between 9 and 19 plus percent, even with the risks of people defaulting. That's a pretty good spread on your money. So they'll pay you a little more. They're willing to pay up from that 0.04% or 0.06% or maybe 0.1% that some of the money markets are paying. Um, but it's not it's not a lot. And if you're doing this to time the market, I really think it's a mistake. I truly do. I think the right thing to do is invest for your risk tolerance. Invest expecting losses. Don't have more money in the stock market than you can comfortably afford to watch go down and make sure it's in a well-diversified portfolio, as I said to the last questioner. All right? Hope that answers your question. Um, and by the way, go to bankrate.com. They don't pay us for that. Just go there, check out their, their savings products. Um, and they, they have money markets too. Let's see who's, who's got the best money market rate these days. Uh, it looks like it's all banks too. So it's, yeah, there's no money market mutual fund that I, that I'd be comfortable with that's paying much because again, they don't have any way 
to make enough extra money somehow to pay that higher yield. They have to be incredibly conservative, and that means zero, basically zero rates. The number again, 855-935-TALK. Also, TalkingRealMoney.com is the place to go on the contact form to send a question in. And let's do one more before we call it a podcast, shall we? Hi, Tom and Don. I'm currently investing with Ameriprise, and it looks like they might be the highest average in the nation at roughly 2.3% when you factor in all the fees. Dollar cost averaging seems to uh, really dig into my return because if I'm doing $500 a month into a Roth IRA, they take a $25 purchase fee. That's my assumption, but I'm just reading their documentation. I currently have had enough success in some real estate investing that I'm ready to roll about $300,000 out of savings into final retirement investing, as I only have about $80,000 in there now. But I'm thinking that maybe I need something more like Vanguard and an index fund rather than Ameriprise. Should I run from these big companies like Ameriprise? Thanks so much, Scott. Should you run? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ameriprise is one of those companies I really, really don't like. I've never liked Ameriprise. I don't like their fees. I don't like their offerings. I don't like their sales tactics. I don't like the lack of truly fiduciary advice because no one no one would sell you that kind of expensive stuff. By the way, uh, we did a uh, – oh, and if, if you're looking for help, sure, Vanguard or Fidelity or Schwab, great places to go. Uh, but if you're looking for someone to provide guidance, like you think you're getting at Ameriprise, which you're probably not, getting sold stuff more than likely, but uh, go to TalkingRealMoney.com slash help. Uh, we actually went around and checked the fees on fee the fee-only part of many financial advisory companies' business. And get this, at Ameriprise, their maximum fee for their managed accounts is 3.07% per year. 3.07. Merrill Lynch is only 1.8. There are fiduciary advisors, and by the way, we have a list of those, who charge 1%. 1%, and they always act as a fiduciary. So if you're looking for advisors, go to TalkingRealMoney.com help and just look through some of the information there. You also might want to consider if you've got the, the discipline and you'll build a really well-diversified portfolio for your risk tolerance, then you certainly could go to Vanguard, build a global index portfolio, Fidelity or Schwab. And by the way, now at TalkingRealMoney.com, we have three three-fund portfolios from those three companies, from Fidelity, from Vanguard, and from Schwab. By the way, I think, I think I remember, Fidelity is the cheapest now. And that one is under the Explore Show Topics and Links picture. It's a picture of a sweet, white-haired woman listening to our show on her, pod, on her phone on a podcast. Or maybe she's listening to the show. I can't really tell. So go to that, check it out, and um, learn a little bit more about it. But yeah, would I leave Ameriprise in a heartbeat? Absolutely. 
And if you are looking for help, give us a call at 855-935-TALK or send a question in at TalkingRealMoney.com. Or if you would like someone to sit down and look at what you have, give you a second opinion like you get when you're sick. Or someone to just help you figure that mess out you've got sitting in front of you. You know what I'm talking about. When you get your statements every quarter, you go, Ow, what is all this stuff? Well, we have these true fiduciary advisors who aren't paid on commission, so you're not going to get a high-pressure sales pitch. You'll just get free help. Only one per customer with free help. You can't. We will not manage your money for free. That is a terrible, terrible business model. But we help everybody, and that's the truth. No obligation, no cost. Just go to Vestory. That's our our firm. Go to Vestory.com and uh, either call 800-386-3004 and set up an appointment, or just use the appointment form right there. It's really easy, and then an advisor will contact you at the time you set up and and. Uh, You'll share some stuff with them, and they'll share some information with you, and you can do with it as you see fit. So go to vestry.com, set up an appointment, and give us a call at 800-386-3004. Or if you want to just talk to us on the show, the number is 855-935-TALK, and you can visit the show, listen to podcasts, all kinds of cool stuff at talkingrealmoney.com. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, the schedule's going to be a little wacky over the next few podcasts because I'm heading up to Virginia, so I'm going to be taking it a couple of days off. Uh, so we may not have a podcast a day or two, but uh, keep checking. We will. We, we try to put up six or seven a week. That's a lot of podcasts. Again, thanks for listening. Tell friends. Tell everybody you know. The more the merrier here. And I really do appreciate you being there. I'm Don McDonald. Talking real money. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately and consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now?